Hello, fellow lovers of all things green. I'm Mary Stone, and welcome to Garden Dilemmas, Delights, and Discoveries. It's not only about gardens, it's about nature's inspirations, about grasping the glories of the world around us, gathering what we learn from Mother Nature, and carrying these lessons into our garden of life. So let's jump in in the spirit of learning from each other. We have lots to talk about. Hello, fellow listeners. It's Mary Stone on the screen porch, although I'm going to share much of this chat from a walk in the woods that I did on Sunday. And um, it was a day that was incredibly heavy for me. And um, I went up to Camp Mohican with my mic. And so I recorded there, and I'm hoping my brilliant producer, Alex, can uh, weave in some of the audio I took on the road with the story that I wrote, which starts like this. Camp Mohican has been a place of respite and contemplation since I moved to Blairstown 21 years ago. Contiguous with the Appalachian Trail, it's one of the reasons I moved here. Walking amongst the trees always helps my heart, and yesterday I desperately needed leaf therapy. On a whim, I brought my podcast microphone, a cute little clown nose gadget that attaches to the iPhone, to share the walk with you. Though many leaves are down, I admire those remaining and reflect on the Halloween snowstorm ten years ago, how it toppled trees still laden with leaves, causing massive power outages for days. So here's a tidbit recorded on the walk I'd like to share. It is actually Halloween, October 31st, and it's hard to imagine that 10 years ago, 10 years ago, we had a snowstorm on this day. It was rather problematic in terms of tree falling and trees that didn't have their leaves yet gone came tumbling down. It's true. (laughs) We were one of the few that had water because we have a small generator that powers the well pump and other things that are critical like refrigerator and I think our stovetop or microwave or something like that. Anyway, we made do for almost nine days without power with that wonderful little machine and uh, many people came here to shower from the neighborhood so it was a community of help. People were scurrying around getting gas for generators which was long lines at the gas station just like 9-11, actually not as significant as 9-11, obviously that was significant in our history, but um, a crisis that brought people together. If I may share another clip from the walk in the woods. One of the things that has just been so troubling, so troubling to me, I'm sure to many of you, is what continues to break down in our country in terms of its united philosophies. It's been changing for a number of years now, but of course, since the pandemic, there's been escalations in so many ways. And um, for me personally, it's just weighing incredibly heavy. I drop a maple leaf marred with fungus, showing endurance, yet still radiant orange and gold. It stayed steady despite the soft current of catfish pond. Below are leaves sunken into the shallow depths, their color still visible and glorious. The grand finale is a surprise given the wetness of the season, a sign that brings hope that there can be beauty, healing, and growth after a trying season. So that's a moment of hope I felt as I was walking amongst the trees that this trying time that seems to be accelerating, hopefully, hopefully, will turn into something beautiful, cohesive, and filled with love. 
A canoe paddles by with a young couple enjoying their ride. Yeah. I came out here for a little bit of leaf therapy. The leaves are actually quite lovely, which was not what was promised given the wet season that we've had. But there are surprises. I snagged a photo after they were well beyond me, honoring their privacy. A bald eagle circles above, and I pause to relish its flight. I cannot believe it. Above me is a bald eagle flying. Oh my goodness. So glorious. I wonder if I can get a photo of him. Miracles of nature. The reason I walk amongst the trees. That's the second time I've seen the bald eagle. I, I think it's the same one. And uh, it just makes me stop in honoring our country and its heritage and history and what the eagle means representing resurrection, renewal, and the power of transformation and spiritual growth after hopelessness and devastating loss. I'm actually, I had bounced back to a column I wrote called um, Meaning of Memorial Day, A Little Hope. And there's a history and meaning of Memorial Day and some representation of the eagle as it became our national bird. So if you would like to stop in on that column, it's on the Garden Dilemmas website. Speaking of privacy, I felt silly asking for a note, though my doctor graciously provided one. You see, I'm not a candidate for the COVID vaccine because of a severe anaphylactic reaction to a shot with similar ingredients. However, I continue the routine of other vaccines. But these are unprecedented times, as we all know, and apparently the likely severe risk to my health to comply is not an excuse. Being recently excluded from serving others adds to my hurting heart. So I'm, I'm actually reading an extended version of the story that is published in the press because I edit out some of these parts wondering if I'd have some backlash or feedback but you know it's such a weird place to be when um, technically I mean I can't take the risk obviously um, given the history of my condition and what happened with the other shot but um, yeah it's been a very very interesting time to be asked the question at my volunteer roles and uh, being recently excluded from serving the patients and families at the Karen Ann Quillen Home for Hospice is um, just hurting my heart. What can I say? Thankfully, my singing buddy Ken Roberts can continue visiting our friends and someday I pray that I'll be invited to return to help spread a bit of joy at the sacred time for patients and their families. My walk leads to the bench where I wrote to my soulful twin, I love you, Brother Bill after he passed away just before Christmas, coming up on eight years ago. Fast forward a few, I sent my love in the snow to my mom, too. It's funny to hear some summer bugs as I'm walking on the gravel and the leaves. I love the sound of gravel. I actually choose it in the garden for that reason, as great garden paths, although this is pretty industrial looking, meant for vehicular traffic as needed. <laughs> oh boy, oh boy. I stop to cherish a maple in blaze of yellow and catch a glimpse of my elongated shadow, reminding me we don't walk alone. I thank God 
in humble gratitude. The swim spot comes next, where a scrub pine with a hollowed center still stands after all these years. In the wound, I first began placing heart-shaped stones that pop out of nowhere during walks at Camp Mohican. Now, a guardrail is a favorite spot. A poison ivy vine has grown around them, maybe offering protection of Bill's stones, I call them. The vine is leafless now, but don't let that fool you, as it can still cause a dreadful rash. <laughs> I'm giggling because I recall a column titled, I think it's titled, If it's hairy, it's best to ask Mary. And that was after Kurt found out the hard way that, yes, indeed, poison ivy is still contagious, even when it's leafless, as he and a neighbor chainsawed down a, um, chainsawed up, I should say, a fallen tree that was thick with a hairy poison ivy vine. So if it's hairy, it's best to ask Mary. <laughs> so back to my story. Is your dog with you? A woman's voice comes from behind. Not today, I say. Down comes this lady who I recognized, but I couldn't place who she was. I mean, it was really kind of embarrassing. But, you know, when that happens, what you do is you just assume you'll figure it out and just have a conversation, which is easy to do when somebody has dogs. And so we talked about her two rescues, and I share what I know of Jolie, her mix of 13 breeds from the streets of Biloxi, Mississippi. And she's 1% golden, I add. The woman smiles. Then it came to me. She's the gal who rescued Miss Ellie and me on the side of the road one overly warm day in May. Kurt was traveling for work, and we didn't know yet that Ellie was sick. I'm a dog person, Christine says, and opens her hatch equipped with a blanket, and she gave us a ride home. Such an angel. As I write these closing words, it occurs to me that serving others can come when you see the need. It doesn't have to be an organized volunteer thing that I'm being excluded from. I hope you're not being excluded from such things. But we can help people, you know, reach grocery items if they're in a wheelchair or scooter. Or we can just, I don't know, buy a cup of coffee for somebody or donate some money, places, or clothing that is gently used. Um, no compliance required. Only a bit of love. Big love. Even better. Garden Dilemmas? AskMaryStone.com. So thank you for visiting with me and joining me on the walk at Camp Mohican. On the way down to my truck, I had picked up a bunch of different varieties of oak leaves, and I thought I would share a column that talks about oak trees and how important they are for wildlife, one of the most important trees. So join me again, if you would, on the screen porch. Thanks so much. So the next column I'd like to share um, came from a plant symposium that I attended, and it was themed around organic practices and native plants, which encourage biodiversity. So that is just perfect, piquing my interest. But more than that was a very special, what do they call them, keynote speaker that I'm going to share about. And uh, I don't know, I was kind of uh, giggly almost when I met him. But I'm telling you too much before starting the column which starts like this. Hello, fellow readers. Native plants, especially oaks, are essential in maintaining the balance of nature, and it begins in our yards. I recently had the privilege of attending a plant symposium hosted by the New Jersey Landscape and Nursery Association, themed around organic practices and native plants to encourage biodiversity. Biodiversity, or biological diversity, 
pertains to all living things in a region, which is an ecosystem, including fungi, bacteria, microorganisms, insects, and other animals, including humans. I have a subheading in quotes. To have butterflies, you have to have caterpillars. That was said by Randy Eckel of Toadshade Wildflower Farm, who spoke about the importance of native plants in the landscape, which is why leaving plant debris in the garden over winter is a critical part of a butterfly garden. A single nest of chickadees needs 500 caterpillars every day to feed their clutch. And hummingbirds can't live on sugar water alone. They eat aphids and small gnats. And these were some of the tidbits that Randy had mentioned in her talk. I chuckled when she added, embrace moths. Think of them as butterflies that like to party at night. An associate, Richard A. McCoy, Horticultural Services, shared how landscape companies can transition to sustainable practices. His goal is to fill a property with 70% native plants rather than grass, emphasizing soil biology and proper planting techniques. And he says, rather than using pesticides, build ecosystems. He shared quite a bit of uh, techniques to the group, many of which were landscapers. So this was really um, so powerful to see because I attend other conferences that um, allow landscapers to keep their certification in applying pesticides, many of which are chemically based. So this was a talk that um, encouraged them to use some organic practices. Not to say that sometimes chemicals have to be used, and I'm not saying that all chemicals should be avoided. Well, I should say, I mean, I definitely believe in organic practices when and if you can manage it, and that should be a first priority. And building ecosystems that allow for checks and balances in nature is such a beautiful way to just follow the rhythms of nature and how it's intended to be. Quit messing with nature, right? Many of us were starstruck by Douglas Tallamy, the keynote, an author of a go-to resource bringing nature home. Native insects can't or won't eat non-native plants, so populations of desired insects are declining, depriving food for the birds and other wildlife. By introducing native plants into our yards, each of us can make a difference in restoring the balance of nature. A side note on Richard McCoy, I call him Rick. Um, as we work together, we, we design landscapes that, again, are 70% native plants rather than, you know, turf. And uh, some folks are pretty intimidated by that at first, um, because certainly the installation of such a garden is intensive. Although we use landscape liner plugs, which are starter plants that growers use to propagate gallon-sized pots, we put them right in the ground, and uh, by so doing, you can get a lot of square footage at very little cost, and you can do it, you know, in a in a way that is um, done in phases. One of the things we always get asked is, how do you maintain that garden? Once it's established, literally the only job you have is to cut it down like a foot tall, leaving all the plant debris, so that, again, that native species of butterflies, you know, their larvae and other insects can overwinter to keep that rhythm of nature going. And so it's really much less maintenance than mowing the lawn or doing all the things that you need to do to maintain grass. It was refreshing to uh, see the conversation amongst the landscapers. I was in the audience, so I heard some of their feedback. One of them was, no way would my customer pay full price if I didn't remove all the leaves, because you're supposed to leave the leaves also that helps you know, decompose and nourish the soil. Sorry for my diversion, but uh, I think it's important we all learn about these things. So back to Doug Tallamy. Tallamy presented highlights from his newest book, The Nature of Oaks, 
and he says it's one of the most important species in the plant kingdom. His book features fascinating details of what goes on with these majestic trees month to month, how to choose and care for them, and he overcomes myths. So in the column titled Native Plants, Especially Oaks Are Essential, I list the myths that Doug Tallamy reviews, and I'll highlight them here. Oak leaves make the best leaf litter is a subtitle. Despite the claim to the contrary, Tallamy touts oak leaves make the best leaf litter. Plants readily grow through an average level of leaves, not piled, and they provide a valuable blanket for wildlife. Oaks also provide a screen in the winter as they hold onto many leaves, nature's way of protecting buds. Tallamy's talk not only advocated and grew our love of the majestic oaks, but also blue jays. A single oak can make three million acorns in a lifetime, and a single jay in a single fall can bury 4,500 acorns, but only recovers one in four. That's how oaks move around so fast, Doug says. Of course, other critters bury acorns too, we know about squirrels, and they choose acorns from healthy oaks rather than those affected by oak wilt and oak decline. So blue jays help to encourage the population increase of healthy oaks rather than diseased ones, which is so cool, right? Which brings the question of why don't oaks produce the same amount of acorns each year? If they did, those that feed off them would not have checks and balances. Lesser yields keeps populations in check. Larry Kuzer of Fernbrook Farms, the host of the event, gave a tour of the 230-acre preserved farmland in his family since 1899. He points to five-foot oaks grown in pots. Just put one in for your clients and don't tell them, and it'll grow into a magnificent tree. So that was one of the other myths that um, oak trees grow slowly, but actually what it is is oak trees put a lot of energy into their root development before you even see much of the growth above ground. So it's a mystery, really. You see a little couple of leaves, and below ground there's this big root system developing. So when bald and burlap trees are dug for sale, it actually inhibits the growth of the tree because it's recovering its roots instead of putting growth into its top canopy, which is why buying oaks grown in pots, small oaks even, he had basically one-inch caliber ones, I think they were only $13 wholesale, putting a plant such as that the tree would become just as big as a bald and burlap tree in the same amount of years, if I'm making sense. So in other words, let's say three years later, a bald and burlap tree that you put in at a certain height would match that one-inch caliber sapling that you planted from a pot. So there you go. Protecting our environment starts at home, creating gardens and landscape practices that not only encourage nature, but nurture it. Garden Dilemmas? AskMaryStone.com At the end of the column on the website, I have a link to a column I wrote about blue jays titled Blue Jays Bad Reputation because I used to not like blue jays until I now grown a greater respect for them. And I hope this story gives you a greater feeling of the magnificent oak, which is just that. And um, his book, Nature of Oaks, became a subject at a new client I visited on Saturday. It was so fun. He was saying, I got to put oaks in the yard. And I told him how I met Doug Tallamy. And he goes, is that the author of a book that I just read? And it sure was. And so while I haven't read the book, and I will, it's nice to see people are 
learning more about them. So thanks so much for coming by. I always enjoy our visits and this one was extra special, walking in the woods with me. I hope you felt the same way. And if you've enjoyed the podcast and the column, I invite you to share it with your friends that you think may enjoy it as well. And subscribe to each if you haven't done so already so they magically appear in your podcast feed or your email. It means so much that you are part of our community, helping each other heal and grow and feeling the love big love even better thanks so much you can follow garden dilemmas on facebook or online at gardendilemmas.com and on instagram at hashtag mary elaine stone garden dilemmas delights and discoveries is produced by alex bartling thanks for coming by i look forward to chatting again from my screen porch and always remember to embrace the unexpected in this garden of life have a great day